It's time to get your smile on, everybody. Why? Because today's guest is none other than divorced girl smiling herself. What do you think we're going to be talking about today? Of course, divorce. Welcome to the Divorce Resource Guy podcast with Jason Lavoie, a.k.a. the Divorce Resource Guy, a former divorce attorney turned divorce coach, talking about all things divorce, including the good, bad, and the ugly from an attorney's point of view. Remember, you're not alone. And now your host, Jason Lavoie. Welcome, everybody. This is the 110th episode of the Divorce Resource Guy podcast. I am your host, Jason Lavoie, a.k.a. the Divorce Resource Guy. And today, I'm excited to bring you Jackie Pilosoff. She's the creator and editor-in-chief of Divorced Girls Smiling. Maybe you've heard of the website. If not, definitely check it out. She also has a podcast, an app. This is one of the premier divorce resources that is available out there to help everybody going through a divorce. So let's get right to it and check out my discussion with Jackie Pilosoff. Jackie, I'm so excited to have Divorce, divorce Girls Smiling on the show. How are you today? I'm great. Thanks so much for having me, Jason. Awesome. Um, so the first thing I, I want to do, um, and I know a lot of people know who you are, but there's probably some who don't. And um, so for those people, I want you to fill them in, give a little brief background about kind of the path that you took to get where you are today. And then like, what are you doing today? Okay. The path that I took to get to today is that I got divorced. Um, but really, honestly, I was a journalist. I am a journalist. I worked in television news and then I worked for the Chicago Tribune. I was a columnist and I, when I got divorced, really just because of my love of writing and using it to soothe my anxiety and feel validated and heard and express myself, I started writing about it. And in my own divorce, I felt extremely isolated. And now you remember this was back in 2008 and there wasn't anything online like there is now. In fact, people didn't even really go online that much. Right. And I felt extremely isolated. There was nothing like Divorce Girl Smiling. And that's why I decided to start a community. So Divorce Girl Smiling, it's a media company, but it's a community of people all over the world who are getting divorced, who are talking to each other, and then divorce professionals so I help people find professionals, and then I have articles and a podcast. I love the name "Divorce Girl Smiling" because divorce is a has negative connotation to it, right? Mm -hmm. um, and nobody really smiles when they want to talk about divorce. But you added that in there, which I love because. <laughs> and let me guess, and tell me if I'm wrong, but the reason you came up with that name was to to show what can happen after divorce. Um, and that there are things to smile about. 100%. Because people get divorced and it seems really hopeless. It seems so scary. And you can't even imagine that you're going to be happy or smiling. And I wanted people to know, like, there's a happy ending. Is my life perfect? No, nobody's is. But when I got divorced, I was devastated. I had two young kids, three and five, no family in town, no job. I felt frumpy, old, who's going to want me? And since then, it's been a really long journey, but I'm really, really happy and, and at peace in my life. And everything has turned out great 
because I found my inner strength. And that's not easy to do, but I want to help people through these articles and podcasts and good trusted divorce professionals find a good life ahead of them. Yeah, I'm so glad that you you say it like that because I always preach. And sometimes it's hard for me to say because I'm still a married man. So I've not gone through divorce myself yet. I hope not to, right? <laughs> but <laughs> I hope from, you don't either. But from practicing uh, as a divorce attorney, I I know how it is um, because I, I I was right there alongside my clients as they went through it. And so I felt like I went through it with them. And, you know, being alone, this is how I want to transition us. Um, mm -hmm. I always talk about, you know, you go through something as a, as trauma, I, I call divorce, a contested divorce as trauma. Um, it really is. People don't think about it like that, but that's what I, I characterize it as. And, you know, you go through something like that, traumatic, and then you come out on the other end and maybe you're not smiling yet. Um, and you probably have all these fears, right? Fear of being alone, fear of how am I going to make it? Um, and, and what do you say to people like that? Because I know what I say. Um, but I want to hear what you say, and then I'm, we'll see if they align at the end. <laughs> well, fear of being alone, I have to believe, is one of the main reasons somebody might even stay in an unhappy marriage, because everyone is afraid to be alone, especially the generation of my generation. Well, it's not like you and I are different generations, although I do think you're younger than me, a lot younger. Oh, but, I'd say a lot. <laughs> but a lot of people went right from college and moved in with their husband and never lived on their own. You know, some of my really good friends went right from college, never had a job even, raised their kids or quit work when they had kids, stayed home. And now they, they're getting divorced after 20 or 30 years and they don't know how to be alone. And it's terrifying for people. And what I want to say to people who are afraid to be alone is my first tip is stop worrying about being alone. Like, you are going to survive. You are going to much more than survive. And you don't even realize how much you can learn to enjoy being alone. I'm be saying physically enjoy being in your home alone. You just have to get used to it and sit with it and realize it's temporary. You're not going to be alone forever. So stop worrying about that. But like learn to be, enjoy love being with yourself and being okay with binge watching a show by yourself or cooking a really nice meal for your kids when they get home or getting a dog and spending time. By the way, when people say, I'm, I don't want to be alone, I say, I'm serious. Getting a dog, you will never feel like you're alone. You will always feel like there is someone there with you. Or any pet, really, if you think about yes. it. Yes, yes. We have a, we have a, we got my daughter recently a parakeet. Um, <laughs> And now we never feel like we're alone. Well, now you can't even hear. because <laughs> I won't be surprised if he uh, interrupts our podcast here. But, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> but that's so true. You know, um, pets are, are family to people who have them, um, especially dogs, cats. And then right, they treat them like a family member. So um, that is a, a great alternative. But I love how you how you kind of suggest, and I try to do the same thing, embrace the loneliness mm -hmm. right it, it 
have you ever heard the the phrase you know be comfortable being uncomfortable is that the phrase yes and and i i think there's a lot to that and if you're if you've been married especially in a long-term marriage so you haven't been alone in years the idea of being alone is foreign to you um but embrace it get used to it and you will adjust and then you never know you may find you love it you know some people love being alone well here's another tip if there's alone and then there's alone so if you live alone now because you're divorced and you're worried about it and you you're like i hate being home alone don't stay home alone the whole day like even if you meet a friend for coffee for one hour and that's the only person you see that day, then you won't feel alone. Right. It's I, I would tell people, warn people actually to force yourself to be social just a little bit every day, whether even going to the gym, you say hi to five people, you know, at the gym, you come home, you don't feel like you you're you were alone all day. No, the gym is a great example. Mm-hmm. Um Right. Even if you're working out alone, you're not alone. You're surrounded by, you know, 50 to 100 other people who are alone working out, too. (laughs) Even if you say hi to the guy who checks you in behind the desk and catch up with him, you are not you weren't alone all day. So that that's definitely another tip. And then I think you're right, Jason. You have to learn how to be a little uncomfortable with it at first and then you'll be like, I kind of like this. Listen, being alone is a lot better than being in a unhappy marriage, walking on eggshells. Or being in a toxic environment, right? Mm -hmm. In fact, I I would say to people who say, "I, I don't like to be alone or I'm afraid to be alone. Well, compare that to how you felt being in a toxic environment, right? Mm -hmm. And and then which one would you choose? Um, One screams out, you know, so much better to me than the other. (laughs) Um, And you get to watch whatever you want, whenever you want. That's the best part. And you get to decorate your home the way you want. I mean, there's a lot of benefits that people, I talk to dozens of women all the time who did not want to be alone. And after they get used to it, they're like, this is great. Yeah. No, right. But I want to tell your listeners, don't think that I mean like you have to be al- alone forever. You're yeah. going to meet someone if you want. You're going to fall in love again. And if you want to be remarried and live with somebody, you will. Just not now. And 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 I think you hit the, the nail on the head if you want, right? Not that you need it. Um, only if you want it. Some people may not want it. Um, some people might like the lifestyle of being alone after being in a bad situation all those years. I think a lot of the fear of being alone comes from the fear that they're not going to be able to survive alone, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's financially um, or any other way. I think that has a lot to do with it, um, especially if somebody wasn't working full time during the marriage or at all. Then that's all very scary, right? Getting reintegrated into the workforce, trying to figure out, well, how am I going to support myself? Uh, long-term and retirement and all those things, that's scary. But if you have the right professionals, objective professionals surrounding you, you can figure it out. Mm -hmm. Um, And as long as you have a plan and do things intentionally, usually it works out fine. And I think you hit a good point. You're a divorce coach. I'm sure you've seen this a lot with your clients. You go from when you're newly separated, being this like, 
fearful, anxiety-ridden, insecure. And then I'm sure you've seen many people just become empowered and blossom. Going back to work, by the way, I went kicking and screaming. I waited till like the last dime and then I had no choice. I would, did not want to go back to work. I had young kids. I was afraid to leave them in childcare. It was awful. And I finally went back and I was like, why didn't I do this the whole time? It there are We could do a whole nother podcast on all the benefits of going back to work that aren't even financial. Well, of course, financial, but also you get more social, you learn who you are, wait till you get that first raise or that first promotion. And you're like, wow, I still have it. I'm, I'm really a smart person. And you get this empowerment and self-love that you lost for such a long time. Absolutely. Especially if you were, you know, in a narcissistic relationship and, uh, you know, we're just being told that you weren't good enough for however long you were married or, or with that person um, and your confidence gets shattered. But right. When you kind of get reborn, right, you get reborn. Um not to get religious, but <laughs> but you know, you bring up a good point. When somebody is married for the last few years or maybe just a year, you are not happy. So your self-esteem is suffering because obviously your spouse wasn't around to say, Oh, you look beautiful today, or you good job, you're doing such a great job. Thank you for everything. There's probably no respect, there's no like, you don't like each other. So you know, um, there's no trust left. So where does that leave you with low self-esteem and people who are newly separated are not themselves. Even really self-confident people are not themselves when they first get separated. They're different people because they have that low self-esteem because of what they've been living in. Right. And, and so that's why it's so important to, I think, take time after a, a long, bad marriage um, to be alone. Whether whether you have somebody in the wings or not, I really encourage people to be alone for a period of time because that's where you work on yourself. Um, and in your next relationship, if that's what you want, you don't want to make the same mistakes that you did um, that landed you in divorce in the first place. And Great I always advice. I always feel that if unless you put the work in, and that work is uh, usually done in your alone phase, um, you're apt to make the same mistakes. Mm -hmm. And I think, Jason, what you mean is we don't mean be alone, like don't date. I think it's perfectly fine to go on dates and have a good time and even little mini relationships. But I think where people make mistakes sometimes as they fall into a serious relationship really quickly and or a second marriage, which we all know 75, no, 70% of those end in divorce. Right. And right. No, I don't mean, you know, lock yourself in your apartment or your house and never talk to anybody again. But right. Hopping into another serious relationship um, without kind of discovering who you are again um, and, and, and really figuring it out, which I think you can only really do when you're alone. Um, you know, that's what I meant. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. um, and then when you're ready, you'll know and and then you'll enter into a healthy relationship, hopefully, right? And um, off to the races, as they say. So <laughs> I'm glad you and I agree on on those things. Now, we've been talking about divorce. And, you know, again, we all know divorce is a negative topic. 
Um, and it's not something people hope to do one day. Um, but like you came up with your name, Divorce Girl Smiling. How, what are some things, um, because time is uh, limited for us today, but we'll have to talk again, definitely. Um, like, what are some things that you think divorce does good for women? So I actually wrote an article called Eight Great Things Divorce Does for a Woman. And when I was writing it, I was thinking, I hope people don't think I'm promoting divorce because that's not what it's about. But if you are getting divorced and you're someone like me who's been divorced for so long, you look back and you think, wow, it did some really good things for me. It forces change. And the first thing I want to say is like, no one likes change, right. divorced or not divorced, any kind of change in life. People just don't like it. They, they generally feel uncomfortable with it. And what is divorce? It's a complete change of every single thing in your life. So it makes people uncomfortable. But divorce can also, those changes can really have some great benefits. And like, for example, one thing divorce does is it makes people independent. Like you might have not even asked for the divorce and you may not even want it. And your ex, you know, said, look, I'm in love with someone else. I'm leaving you. I'm in love with this woman. And you didn't have a choice. So now you're an independent person. You didn't ask for this. You don't want it, but it's scary at first. But then you absolutely will find down the road that you're so proud of yourself and you're just so um, more, much more confident and empowered. So there's that. I mean, I remember like, for example, I didn't know how to do anything handy and I saw a mouse <laughs> in my kitchen. It's never happened to me only one time. And it went running across the kitchen floor. This was like two months after my ex moved out. And I start screaming my head off hysterically. And I called one of my neighbors and her husband went to Home Depot and bought some mouse traps. <laughs> we got the mouse. <laughs> but, you know, like even now I'd be like, Okay, bring it on, you know? I mean, like you just get used to things and it makes you just like, I, don't, I wouldn't need to call my neighbor now. I would do, go do what I needed to do myself. So that's just one thing. It makes you independent. Um, divorce also, like we were just talking about, might make you have to go back to work, whether you want to or not. And I believe that I've written three or four articles on the wonderful benefits of going back to work. It will change your life in such a good way. You have no idea. Yeah. I truly believe that. Um, and also getting divorced can make you feel less lonely. So we were just talking about being alone. Well, sometimes people are more lonely when they're married in a miserable marriage than they are by themselves. That is such a good point. Um, let's just stop there for a second, because that is a great point. When you're in a, a bad marriage or a bad relationship, oftentimes people don't want to tell their friends and family just really how bad it is. Um, because for a variety of reasons, right? They're ashamed. They don't want to air the dirty laundry, whatever the reason. And, but, and they don't do it. And they're not in therapy, so they're not getting the outlet there. So they just keep it bottled up inside. Um, and, and right it makes you feel more alone. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah, that that's a great point. I mean, I always say to people who say, "Oh, I'm I'm getting divorced and I'm so lonely." I'm like, 
do you know that you you might have five married friends who are more much more lonely than you and that you're in a better place because at least you're taking steps to make things better make your life better and less lonely you know tr- being in a bad marriage is worse i think than being alone absolutely um because you deserve better and everybody deserves to be happy is my view on it right um, it should be that simple. And, and and there's a lot of people who are married who assume that if you are divorced and living alone, you're lonely. And I know so many people who live alone who love their lives. Even my friend who I was telling you about who went from her college to moving in with her husband, was married for 30 years, and then her husband left her for another woman. She is, it took her a long time, but she is so happy. She has the best life. She's traveled the world. She's run marathons. She's done things she said she would have never done if she was married. And she's like, he did me a huge favor and I've had a wonderful life. She's been divorced now for like 15 years. Yeah. Sometimes you don't know how good it can be um, when you're you're stuck in a really bad situation, right? Um, But then until you're on the other side and it's like, whoa, (laughs) like, I was missing out on this for the whole time. <laughs> you know? um, yeah, absolutely. All right. What What other things do you have on your list there? Okay, another thing is divorce allows you to parent the way that you want to parent, at least when your kids are at your house. So a lot of times people are frustrated because they don't like the way that their spouse parents their children. And now you get to do things the way you want to. You have to. You're the leader of your household. But one thing you can't control is how the, your ex is going to parent at his or her house. And that and that oftentimes is the, is the problem, right? You feel like every time you get the kids back, you have to undo what was done <laughs> when they were with the other parent. (laughs) Yeah, but when looking back, I want your listeners not to make this mistake. I worried about a lot of stupid stuff that never mattered. Like, oh, they don't brush their teeth before they go to bed. Okay, so what? What's the worst thing that's going to happen? They're going to get a cavity? Are they going to die? No. And like, you know, he feeds them too much junk food. He lets them stay up too late. And then I get them back and they're all crabby. Nothing you can do. And it's so much wasted energy and toxicity. Don't do what I did. Just let it go. It's not going to make a difference in their lives. And I'm glad you said that because coming from me, you know, uh, an attorney who I used to say that all the time, you know, sometimes I feel like it would fall on deaf ears because, you know, you don't know you're not the parent. Um, Well, I am a parent now, so I do understand but you, you can't, right? Absent, um, you know, some sort of abuse uh, or criminal activity, you're not going to, you're not going to, they're not going to be the parent you want them to be, um, which is maybe part of the reason why you're getting a divorce anyway. Um, right. so, so focus on what you're doing with the kids. Um, and as long as, you know, it's not super serious and most of the time it's not, um, right. That's your adjustment. You're going to have to learn to adjust. And I'm glad you brought that up because if anybody's listening, if you are worried that your kids are in danger, if you think there's any kind of abuse going on, then yes, worry and call the police immediately. Yeah. Any, any sort of abuse indications. Um, absolutely. That's a whole different ballgame. Um, yes. You have to get that involved, the police involved right away. 
Um, and, and, and don't even wait like a half an hour, do it right now, right this second. Right. If you really think something, your kids are in danger or, or something's going on. Um, absolutely. You have to handle that properly with the authorities involved and get it all documented and, and all of that stuff. Um, we, let's see, we got like five minutes left. Do you have anything okay. else? On your list? Well, I have one more thing that divorce does that, um, of the great things, it creates an opportunity to be with the right person. So, Huge. yeah. So, um, there might be people listening saying, oh, forget it. I never want to meet anyone again. No, I was married. That's it. I'm done. Believe me when I tell you how many people said that exact same thing. And within two years, they're madly in love because I believe, I don't know about you, Jason, but if somebody got married in the first place, they like monogamy. It was just with the wrong person. So if somebody likes monogamy and they were and they were married, they obviously like being with someone. And you're allowed to have a do-over and have a whole nother life with someone else. And oh, yeah. divorce gives you that opportunity. And I can't even count the number of people who their husband left them or their wife, and they never, ever expected to find love again. And then they go, he did me the hugest favor. I'm so in love with this other guy. And it's really beautiful to see. Uh, absolutely. You know, there's nothing more devastating to me and and it's most of the time it's somewhat obvious after you get to know people a little bit but when you know couples and we all know those couples and families who you're like i don't know why they're married right they they're just they shouldn't be married everybody seems to know it it's so obvious but they they're staying in the marriage for whatever reason um but you know they're clearly not happy that kills me because again we only go through this ride called life once and you deserve to be happy, right? And both sides deserve to be happy. Um, and you don't realize what can be until you really embrace it and, and search for that happiness and trust that you'll find it. And I want to tell your listeners, I did not meet the love of my life until I was 49. So it took me a really long time in life to look for the right things and we've been together for eight years and I'm blissful still. It's, Real quick, where did you meet him? So I knew him. He was my son's baseball coach when our sons were in second grade. Um, and he was married at the time. I was newly divorced. And I always like would look at him and say, "What? Well, why can't I meet someone like him? And then we ran into each other several years later. And he said, uh, and well, we ran into each other and then we were friends. We ran into each other at the gym and we would see each other every day for like two years and wave. And I'd be like, oh, he's so cute. But I assumed he was still happily married. And then a couple of years later, he told me he was getting divorced and I had just broken up with someone and the rest is history. Opportunity presents itself, but that's how it happens at the gym. You see where you weren't alone. Yep. Yes. A lot of good things happened at the gym for me. <laughs> you know? I feel like that's the story. That could be a story of a book. A lot of good things happened at the gym. <laughs> Where? Everything good happens there. You just make connections. I made connections in business. I met some of my really good friends there. It's just a good, healthy place. And one of the trainers that I know from the gym, he used to say, 
if you surround yourself with people who eat chocolate all the time, you're going to be eating chocolate all the time. So if you surround yourself with these people who are at the gym every morning, you're going to look like them. So well, there's something to be said for that. There is, I think, um, surround yourself with the people that you want to be like. Um, and Jack, how can people find more about you and Divorce Girl Smile? Well, they can go to one address, divorcedgirlsmiling.com, and you'll find everything there. Uh, link to the podcast, link to articles, link to my fabulous divorce professionals, links to videos, social media, everything. Excellent. And for those who are not able to write that down right now or check it out, I will have that in the show notes so you can find it when you get home. Jackie, this was excellent. I enjoyed talking with you so much. Thanks for being on the show with me. Thank you so much for having me, Jason. Okay, I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Jackie from Divorce Girls Smiling. Go check her out. It's a great divorce resource, um, and there's lots of things to help you, along with the information that I provide on my website, jasonleboy.com, also uh, to help you navigate the process. If you're looking for help with your divorce, please reach out, jason at jasonleboy.com. My website, again, jasonleboy.com. I offer one-on-one and group coaching programs, something for everybody. So reach out. I do offer free complimentary strategy sessions to figure out what's going on and where you need to be heading. All right, that's it for now. In the meantime, all I'm going to ask you to do is be strong, act confident, and stay positive. I'm Jason Lavoie, a.k.a. The Divorce Resource Guy, and I'll be seeing you real soon.